Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Rosebro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. So I'm not sure if you've seen the BBC documentary on TV Joshua yet. It's three parts. It's hard to watch. But I would note, already at the very beginning of 2024, this is probably one of the most important documentaries I've seen in a long time as it relates to the, the, the absolute devastation wrought on people by false prophets, false teachers, false signs, false wonders. And the fall of TB Joshua, note he's dead. He died a couple of years ago. Not exactly sure what he died of. Makes me wonder if he unalived himself. But all that being said, um, the, the, uh, the story of TB Joshua is a cautionary tale because the people who he exploited they, by their false teaching and their lack of biblical knowledge, I mean, knowing this much Bible, uh, it set them up for, for the abuse that they experienced. And I would note there are still ongoing ramifications because uh, T.B. Joshua, I think you can make the case that uh, he is the true spiritual father papa of the uh, of the deliverance ministries today the the demon slayers and people like that we'll we'll make that connection today and and spend a little bit of time kind of walking through all of this so um grab yourself some popcorn this is going to be an interesting episode of fighting for the faith so let me whirl up the desktop that's one of my horfrost uh photos from last year <laughs> kind of appropriate since uh, the weather around here right now is really cold but uh, Alas, uh, that's not why we're here. Uh, so let's take a look at where I really want to focus, and I think is kind of the important impact of this documentary. And uh, and so in uh, episode one, episode one of the documentary, uh, it, it, there are two women who ended up as part of his inner discipleship team and spent more than a decade, each of them more than a decade, in Nigeria as part of... Uh, the, you can't exactly call them staff, but the inner circle, the leadership of uh, T.B. Joshua's uh, you know, synagogue there in, uh, in, uh, in Lagos. And um, in the opening portion of episode one is the explanation as to what the appeal was. Why was T.B. Joshua so appealing to them? And you're going to know both of these women— both of them uh, were sexually assaulted by T.B. Joshua. Both of them have come forth independently of each other and told their stories of how he sexually exploited them. And, uh, and so let's take a listen to what the hook was and how this then has ramifications for today's New Apostolic Reformation, uh, charismatic and Pentecostal churches, and those under the sway of the so-called demon slayers and, uh, and you know, Catherine Crick and, and Vlad Savchuk and Isaiah Saladbar and uh, people like that. Yeah, I know his name is Isaiah Saldivar. I get it. But um, let's listen in here. With the charismatic Christian movement, there is such desperation. We believe in miracles, we believe in healing, but then I'd ask myself, where are all these healings? You know, where are these miracles? All right, so she asked herself, where are all these healings? Where are all these miracles? And you'll note that within the charismatic and Pentecostal churches, there is a heavy emphasis. Oh, we, we are continuationists. We believe in ongoing signs and wonders. And of course, Jesus said, you will do greater works than he did. 
which, by the way, isn't talking about miracles. That text isn't about miracles at all. Nobody has done greater or more miracles than Christ, not a single person on hum- in humanity, including Jesus' apostles. Just keep that in mind. Uh, I would note Jesus raised himself from the grave on the third day after he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Um, no one's ever pulled something like that off since. So greater miracles? No. Greater works, that's a different thing altogether, and it's not talking about miracles. But let's listen in then as uh, as they then talk about, you know, these, these two ladies end up, you know, kind of stories get interwoven as they talk about the appeal. Uh, what drove them into, what made them want to leave where they were living in in, uh, in Europe, in the United Kingdom, and, and fly that to Africa and then live in the compound there under uh, T.B. Joshua? So the day that started it all was the day that I was shown videos from the Synagogue Church of All Nations. Nothing was ever the same again. We didn't quite know what we were going to see. You guys remember VHS tapes? As soon as it started playing, it had a really profound effect on me. Look at the screen of your television right now. It was an African church. And I was like, what am I seeing? What am I watching? They were quite graphic. There was no warning. It was uh, private body parts that were uh, swollen and kind of... All right, now note how this works. You know, the people have, they have some kind of injury. There's placards explaining what their, uh, what, what their ailments are. Oozing with pus. These people with cancers and, and growths just being vulnerable and desperate. It, it, it was shocking to see. I command them out in the name of Jesus. The church had documented basically very raw, very like rough cut productions of um, miracles. And both these ladies spent more than a decade each uh, as, yeah, as part of TB Joshua's inner circle. Help my brother, help my brother, man of God. The people I saw in the videos they were real, their ailments, their sicknesses, their suffering was evidentially real. And then there were these incredible documented healings. I saw a lady with breast cancer. And then a few days later, the wound had healed. And everyone is just in awe. I was like, what? How is, how is that possible? How is that happening? Here was somewhere where breast cancer wasn't a death sentence. Here was hope. And then slowly, I saw the man who was praying for all these people. This African man comes and reaches his arm out from a distance, and then they were being healed. This is like, this is what- But were they though? Were they healed? Jesus would have done. Who is this man? What church is this? Where, where is this place? What I saw wasn't something that you could forget. It just never left my mind. I thought, well, maybe this is the answer to my problems. Maybe this man. Yeah. All right. So you'll note that they're perfectly set up by their lack of understanding of the scriptures and their lust for 
uh, you know, for signs and wonders, which is a, a terrible setup for deception. And I would note here in in uh, Matthew chapter 16, note the words of Christ here. Uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees came up to Jesus to test him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven, and he answered them, uh, when it's evening, you say it'll be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it'll be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. And then he says this, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. Note that. That still applies today. But no sign will be given it except for the sign of Jonah. And of course, the sign of Jonah is the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. That's what uh, that's referring to. So we've seen then the setup. The setup is uh, it, it's it's awful to consider that uh, these these ladies they you know as young women were completely sucked in to these videos that were being produced by the synagogue and all, all nations church there in Nigeria by TV Joshua. Well, in the uh, BBC documentary, in episode three, uh, the man who orchestrated these miracles uh, for TB Joshua, who worked very closely with him, explained what was really going on. Listen to what he says. He knew. I know so much about him. All the secret things he do, the manipulations. It is time for healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed in Jesus' name. The miracles he did, the whole thing is stage managed and faked. It's faked. Now that's quite a charge. All the miracles are stage managed and faked. Every single one of them. And that, how, do, how does he know? Because he faked him for TB Joshua. That's This guy worked with TB Joshua for a long time, and he's the one who orchestrated the manipulations and the faking of these miracles. I supervise everything for years. I know everything that happens. Come out if you're suffering from cancer of any part of the body. Body poison. It's a complicated system. We have the emergency section. Is the emergency section of the synagogue, church of our nation. They have been trained by medical doctors. Any cancerous situation, they send them away. Then people that had ordinary wounds that can heal will bring them in to present as cancer. By his wounds. Leg cancer due to a dog bite. <laughs> Hang on a second here. I would just see that sign again here. That Holy smokes. We'll bring them in to present as cancer. Leg cancer due to dog bite. That, is that a common common diagnosis? That's just, hmm. So note here, they would come in and they were looking for people with open sores, open wounds, anything that uh, looked like, you know, that, that they, something visible to see. And then whatever they said they were suffering from, this lady was suffering from a dog bite. Well, they changed the placard, leg cancer due to dog bite. Hmm. By his wounds, she is healed. Those people are being fed medication. They give them drugs to get, you know, speedy recovery. What you just see is the before and the finality. I know because I was synagogue chief video editor. You think? Chief video editor and the guy who manipulated for 
TB Joshua makes it very clear this was all a flim-flam scam from the beginning. That, that thing just happened the same day. Some of them took span of one year, six months. So they look for people with, with real injuries and then they, you know, and then they lied about what they were suffering from, made sure they got medications and treatments, and then did the before and after videos. And the after videos took place, uh, they were recorded months, sometimes a year afterwards. Yeah, this is uh, deceitful beyond all reason. Let me, let me back that up so you can hear that again. Listen to what he said. I was synagogue chief video editor. You think that that thing just happened the same day? Some of them took span of one year, six months. With her wound healed after just a few days, why should anyone question so much evidence? The emergency department were responsible for making miracles look real. They would be the ones responsible for writing and approving the placards. The names of their ailments are written boldly on their placards. Someone would come and say, I've got a headache, and it would be written down as some other exaggerated condition. Yeah. Some people who say, I'm having pains in my leg and waist. We are telling them that, look, if you come out there and walk with your leg, Papa will not pray for you. You must shout, man of God, help me. Man of God, help me. I cannot walk. Man of God, help me. I got difficulty in working. Man of God, help me. I cannot walk. Man of God, help me. Man of God, help me. The people themselves are clearly being manipulated. They would be told, exaggerate their problems so that God can heal you and exaggerate your healing so that God could perfect your healing. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. To the candid, I've never seen any crippled person that was healed in synagogue church. Not a single one. Now, I'm going to no note this here because uh, it, let's just say that uh, D Dr. Michael Brown has a really bad habit of doing something. Uh, normally, we, you know, people would talk about it as whitewashing. Uh, we call it brownwashing. And Michael Brown, I mean, he flat out brownwashed Todd Bentley. And let me explain what I mean by that, is that uh, Michael Brown participated in the panel of men who investigated the, uh, the allegations of Todd Bentley's um, sexual misconducts, plural, okay, not misconduct, singular, uh, sexual misconducts, plural. And when they revealed their findings, they, f oddly enough, they found that he was guilty of those sexual misconducts. But then Michael Brown said, but that doesn't mean that Todd Bentley didn't have a valid healing gift. Mm -hmm. Todd Bentley never had a healing gift, sir. Uh, and so that's an example of what we call brownwashing. And one thing that Michael Brown is not going to be capable of doing when it comes to TB Joshua is to say, well, he had a valid healing gift and many people were truly healed and blessed by his miraculous gift. No, they weren't because that guy and the other woman who, who we saw in this portion of the documentary, they've come forward and confessed that it was all a scam from the beginning. Everything was designed to manipulate and make it look like it was, these were true miracles. And, uh, and so I would note, if you haven't watched this BBC documentary, you need to watch it. Um, I, it's, it's, it's the perfect anatomy of a cult. But the ongoing legacy of TB Joshua 
continues to this day, even though he's been dead for a few years. And here's what I mean by that, okay? Let's consider Vlad uh, Savchuk, okay? One of the notable, high-profile high uh, deliverance guys today, part of the Demon Slayers, and had a prominent place in the documentary, you know, Come Out in Jesus' Name. Have you considered this guy's connection to um, uh, T.B. Joshua. So uh, you can find this on YouTube as of the time I've recorded it. T.B. Joshua Legacy, Pastor Vladimir Savchuk speaks. Let's listen to Vlad Savchuk as he explains to us his connection to and, and uh, legacy and influence by a man who is a full-on charlatan. There is no redeeming quality of... of um, when it comes to TV Joshua. I want to share with you 10 lessons that I've learned in honor, in honor of uh, the ministry, the life, and the sacrifice of Prophet TV Joshua. Now, first of all, I, want just, I just want to mention... Uh, TV Joshua wasn't a prophet, sir. He was a false prophet, and he was a false teacher. Let me remind you of, of the words of the apostle Peter. Uh, pa Peter warns in his last epistle written to the church, false prophets also arose among the people just as there will be false prophets among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Many will follow their sensuality and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. In their greed, they will exploit you with false words. And that's exactly what T.B. Joshua did in his greed. And boy, he had a private jet and he was hobnobbing with heads of state and former heads of state. Oh man, powerful, wealthy man, right? Uh, he exploited people with false words, false signs, false wonders, right? Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what's going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by, for the, by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under judgment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones, whereas angels, though greater in might and power, do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, they will also be destroyed in their destruction, suffering wrong as the wage for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, and T.B. Joshua did. And he had a, let's just say, a penchant for uh, young virgin girls, and he wanted to um, de-virginize them. And he, um, in fact, impregnated a lot of these girls and then forced them to have abortions, uh, all part of his discipleship team, you know. 
and they entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed. They are accursed children, forsaking the right way. They've gone astray. They followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, the prophet for profit, right? Who loved gain for wrongdoing, uh, but was rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These are waterless springs, mists driven by a storm. For them, the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. They speak with loud boasts of folly. They entice by sensual passions of the flesh those who are barely escaping from those who, who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them to never have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. What the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit. The sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. That's describing men like T.B. Joshua, right? But uh, here's the thing. My question for you, Vlad Savchuk, is how is it that you have such so little biblical knowledge that you couldn't see through the obvious scamming that was happening there at uh, the synagogue and all nations church uh, at, the, at the hands of... Um, of um, TB Joshua. I mean, I remember back in the day, my first exposure to seeing TB Joshua on YouTube. You know, people would send me videos from time to time and say, what do you think of this guy? And uh, although I don't think I ever did a, a, a full-on review of him, it was, it was so obvious to me that this guy was a scam and that the people he was healing, uh, that they, they were completely acting, hamming it up. But uh, Vlad Savchuk actually made a trip down there. Let's keep listening here. That from the get-go. Um, the things that I want to share with you, it, it doesn't mean that I agree or I know every single thing, and that's not my goal. I know their critics will come out and say, oh, you don't know this, you don't know that. And maybe some things I don't know, but I know people who know more than I do. And um, the things that I want to share with you are the things that I've seen that I've benefited from in my own walk with Christ and as a minister. Number one is I've learned about the power of testimonies. I've never seen in anybody's ministry. The, the power of testimonies. I've learned about the power of testimonies. Well, funny thing, uh, you know, again, I would remind you that the testimonies that were given at uh, the synagogue All Nations Church in Lagos, Nigeria, they were all lies, fabricated. Just saying. The amount of time and resources that was dedicated to testimonies. In services where I've been there, they're about from 10 sometimes to 15 hours long services. And I would note that's, that's a manipulation technique. 15 hour long service. Uh, one of the notable features of um, his leadership style is that the disciples in his inner core, they weren't allowed to sleep. They would have to get permission to sleep and they were lucky to get two hours a night. And if they were really blessed, they'd get four. And all of them, you know, that is a manipulation technique designed to beat the brain down so that you can't think critically. Four, sometimes up to five hours were given to testimonies. I'm talking about the testimonies. There were so much testimonies. It's not that they dragged on. Some testimonies they did drag on, but so much focus were on testimonies. It, it honestly blew my mind. And ever since then, my pastor, and it became a habit, were part of Hungry Gen's service, every service, is we have testimonies and testimonies give birth to testimonies. I saw the emphasis on testimonies. I saw the emphasis of that, that scripture gives to pastors is not testimonies. No, far from it. 
Um, 2 Timothy 4. I charge in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who's to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom to what? Preach the word. Testimonies, I'll just be blunt. They aren't as powerful as you think. Let me give you an example, right? Y'all familiar with a guy by the name of Cassius Clay? Yeah, he was, he was a boxer, very famous boxer. And he turned his life around when he found religion. So much so that he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. Now tell me, oh, well, it's, that's a testimony right there, right? What, what, what does that te- testimony tell you? Huh? Which religion is true based on that testimony? Think it through here. Yeah, testimonies are not as powerful as you think. Uh, the word is powerful. We, it is the word that God uses to raise us spiritually from the dead, to convict us of our sin, assure us of the forgiveness of our sins in Jesus Christ. How they would fly people in to share their testimonies. I've never seen T.B. Joshua bring a guest speaker from another country, but I've seen people being flown in to share their testimony who got healed. And that was really impactful. And it's something that we do till now at Hungry Gen. The second thing that I've learned is deliverance is essential. I think this was the first ministry where um, it removed us. Now, note here, he said, I learned that deliverance was essential. Part of a big part of TB Joshua's flim flam manipulation scam show was the casting out of demons from people. Mm hmm stigma for deliverance for me. I always saw deliverance as like for witches, warlocks, people who practice, you know, voodoo, white magic, black magic, but for normal people being delivered, like that was, and honestly, our whole team went through deliverance. Most of our team had violent manifestations. The team that you see now who are praying for other people, they were delivered. Most of them were delivered right there. In In other words, you fell for it, right? Because TV Joshua wasn't a man of God. God, the Holy Spirit wasn't using him. That wasn't the Holy Spirit that he was operating under. Uh, another text here, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul writing to the church of Corinth, who had fallen for the so-called super apostles. Okay, super apostles? That's a thing? No, it's not, okay? And the super apostles, they came along and they were talking down the apostle Paul, at the, who Jesus Christ called personally to be the apostle to the Gentiles. And, uh, and who fell for it? The church at Corinth, the church that Paul planted. And so Paul writes to them and he says, listen, I wish you would bear with me in a little foolishness. Paul's going to engage in foolishness for the point of making a point about these so-called super apostles. So do bear with me. For I feel a divine jealousy for you since I am betrothed. I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, Mm-hmm. Or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received. This, by the way, is the reason why the Montanists are considered heretics, because the spirit that they believed in isn't the Holy Spirit. It, it's a different spirit masquerading as the Holy Spirit. Same with T.B. Joshua. The Holy Spirit that he was operating under was a different spirit altogether. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. Or if you accept a different gospel, 
uh, from the one you accepted. You put up with it readily enough. I mean, why would, and Paul's not commending them here. He's condemning them. Indeed, I consider that I'm not in the least inferior to these super apostles. Even if I am unskilled in speaking, I'm not so in knowledge. Indeed, in every way we have made this plain to you in all things. And then he goes on. So, and what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms that we do. For such men are false apostles. They are deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ, you know, like Catherine Crick and others, right? And T.B. Joshua. And no wonder, even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, so it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. False Jesus, false spirit, false gospel, and they disguise themselves as men of God, but they aren't. And now the truth has come out. The other shoes have dropped. And Vlad Savchuk's uh, video from two years ago hasn't aged well at all. It's going. And so, and they really normalize deliverance. And I think it's one of the things that even God is using our ministry today is to normalize deliverance among Christians. You know, God wants to normalize what Jesus did on the earth. And the devil wants us to normalize pain and suffering. And it's time to neutralize what many churches have. God wants to normalize what Jesus did on the earth? Nobody in Christian history has ever performed the miracles of Christ. Uh, uh, not in quality or in quantity. I mean, Jesus is in a class by himself, and the miracles he did were for the purpose of demonstrating that he truly was the Messiah. Have normalized, which is demonization, oppression, dep uh, oppression, depression, etc. And in the ministry to be Joshua, I saw that deliverances were normal. A lot of deliverances, and you know, today we see. Oh, they were normal. They were a normal part of his act. They weren't a normal part of anything to do with God, the Holy Spirit, or any true ministry. That more in our ministry. Number three, I learned about the importance of prayer line preparation. Now, they call it prayer line screening or prayer line pre-counseling, um, different verbs. <laughs> prayer. <laughs> Listen to Vlad Savchuk here. He's describing the exact manipulation technique that was used in order to make it appear that signs and wonders were being uh, performed there when they weren't. And he says, oh, this is an important thing. Urbage, but the amount of preparation that's given to prayer line before prayer line is, is crazy, honestly. The first time we went there, we were blown away. They wanted to see our medical reports. They wanted to make sure they were properly signed. They wanted to record videos before we got prayed for. They were consulting with us. We, they were asking for confession of sin. I mean, I was like, what, do we do that stuff? And so I just kind of thought, you know, how I saw it in America, you just kind of come to the meeting and then just whatever happens. But they were very intentional about people who are coming to prayer. And so they were consulting them, praying with them. And it's one of the things we do at Hungry Gen is that we- so note, Vlad Savchuk has modeled T.B. Joshua's ministry techniques in his own ministry, which means Vlad Savchuk is also engaging in manipulation and false signs and false wonders. Just saying, you know, the, uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and you can always tell a tree by its fruit. And T.B. Joshua's tree, rotten to the core. And Vlad Savchuk is part of the fruit of T.B. Joshua. Implement. I've never seen this in anybody else's ministry where public deliverance is done, but there is a personal private preparation that's done for hours before that. In the Scoan, 
they do preparation a day before that, sometimes two days before that, and they don't pray for anybody in the prayer line who does not go through that preparation. And that's why they see a greater result because people are prepared. They aren't seeing results. It's manipulation, dude. So I, I would note here, uh, Vlad Sabchuk has made it very clear. He is a careful disciple of TB Joshua all the way down to the manipulation techniques. And this is the true genesis of the so-called demon slayers and their so-called deliverance ministries. And I would note that Catherine Crick, you know, uh, you know, Jared Davies is her spiritual father. He engages in the same practices that TB Joshua engaged in and is just as much a complete charlatan manipulator as TB Joshua was. All right, another person that uh, is important to note in this regard is another one of the demon slayers, Daniel Adams. And um, thanks to uh, the work of Sean over at Revealing Truth, he was able to uh, get this documented in one of his videos. Uh, and it's important to watch this here because Daniel Adams, who, who leads the Supernatural Life Ministry, you know, um, supernaturallife.org or something like that, he, he, is, he makes it very clear that he honors and gives credit to and models his ministry after T.B. Joshua. Uh, li li listen to a portion of this. Write it in English and I'll translate it to you. All right, so here's T.B. Joshua. He's going to write something in English and then translate it into tongues in writing. I honor Prophet T.B. Joshua. I honor what he brought to the body of Christ. Honor his teachings. Yeah, you'll note that's Daniel Adams intentionally doing the same thing that TB Joshua did, who we know now was a complete and utter immoral, ungodly, unsaved scammer. And I honor the legacy that he left on this earth. And by. <laughs> You honor the legacy of TB Joshua. Again, watch all three episodes of that BBC documentary. And I can legitimately say that uh, there is no legacy as it relates to Christ and the true church when it comes to TB Joshua. By doing so, you are seeing me partake of that same grace. Holy Spirit will speak through, through us in language which we have not learned. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm going to interpret this by, into a prayer language. Oh, he's going to interpret it into a prayer language. And there's T.B. Joshua writing total gibberish. I mean, that's not a language at all. With this? <laughs> You think those chicken scratches are a language? This is a complete scam. That you can't write in tongues. That's nonsense. Hey. <laughs> and so you have Daniel Adams doing the same thing. Well, Daniel Adams on uh, Monday, uh, after the uh, the BBC documentary hit, decided that he was going to weigh in. And I'm, I'm going to tell you that it was probably not a good idea for him to do so, but he did anyway. And so uh, Daniel Adams, he's uh, he's in full um, uh, spin mode. He's he's got to he's got to do something to try to distance himself, but at the same time make it look like he's fair and stuff. But watch what he does. Watch what he does here. 
We are in a new year. We are in 2024. Make sure you guys, once again, like this because I know uh, people are going to be interested to hear what I have to say. So, actually, the man who honored the legacy of TB Joshua and then engaged in the same scam of writing words and calling it the gift of tongues. I got a message yesterday concerning this BBC documentary, uh, BBC Africa documentary that came out, I think, I don't know if it was yesterday or um, a few days ago. So I took time to sit down and actually, you know, I I watched all three episodes today as I was doing my workout, watched one last night. And um, I also have gotten word from a media team that- You have a media team? They have been having to take care of some comments here and there where everybody, not everybody, some people are saying stuff like you need to denounce this, you need to denounce that. Well, let me go ahead and bring a balanced approach to this, okay? So he's going to try to bring a balanced approach. Now, having watched all three episodes of the BBC documentary, the one thing I can say the BBC did is they produced receipts. They, every single allegation, every single charge against uh, uh, TB Joshua was documented with eyewitness testimony and with all kinds of different evidences. All of that being the case, I would note it is a slam dunk. And the thing is, if you knew your Bible, then you would have never fallen for somebody like TB Joshua. But, you know, he, this is the, the point is, is that rather than obeying the scriptures and testing the spirits to see whether they are from God and then marking and avoiding those who are diverging from sound biblical doctrine, uh, well, guys like um, Daniel Adams, uh, he wants to be TB Joshua. He wants to be an American version of him. And he has modeled his ministry and has honored the legacy of TB Joshua. And here, so he's now going to offer us a balanced approach to the BBC documentary. I mean, we have to be balanced, right? Forgetting the fact that they absolutely produced all of the receipts every single one of them. There wasn't a single allegation that wasn't backed up with eyewitness evidence. Um, and give you guys a little bit of background history on why I supported, I have supported TB Joshua, Prophet TB Joshua. First of all, I want to tell you guys this. I have never personally met anybody that has said what these people have said on this documentary, okay? I know people that were around him. Um, people that were around him have told me he was strict. Um, they told me that he was very big on preaching on holiness, prayer, these types of things. This is what I've heard from the people that I've been around. Yeah, preaching on holiness while um, impregnating young virgin girls. Okay. Okay. Um, some of you ask me, I got a little bit of a sinus thing right now, but I'm better, way better. Um, so the people that I have actually been around, that I personally know, I've never heard anything but good things about him. So he's, uh, uh, this is the Michael Brown defense. Uh, listen, I, I heard from my, you know, from somebody that I know and, you know, from that person's cousin's second neighbor's cat that uh, TB Joshua was a good, I don't know anybody who, I don't know any of these people that are saying these negative things, despite the fact that the BBC made it clear that these people were all part of the inner circle 
of disciples of, of uh, TB Joshua. And the guy who came forward and said that he was responsible for manipulating and, uh, and, and doing, per, making it look like he was presenting miracles and stuff like that. And then the, uh, the, the other lady who said, I was the video editor who engaged in the, in the video editing to make it look like he was performing miracles. They've confessed their crimes. Well, I, I, I don't know them, but I, I heard from somebody that I knew that was, may have been close to him that he may have been strict. This is not dealing with the evidence at all. This is basically trying to save his own skin because he realizes, whoops, I lionized a man who, was who wasn't a, a man of God at all, but was a deceitful workman, a, uh, a, a somebody, a, an agent of Satan disguised as an angel of light. Yeah, okay. So nothing bad has ever been reported to me. So I don't have any like concrete evidence of anything, any receipts, except for what has been on this documentary. I don't know any of the people in this documentary. Some of the people that I know may know them, but I haven't talked to anybody, guys, okay? I'm in my lane. And what's interesting is that, is that all the women that were there, they showed video from the time, decade, a decade ago, a decade and a half ago, of when they were part of the inner circle of TB Joshua's uh, disciples and showed them on videos defending and proclaiming the wonders of TB Joshua. I'm doing what I have to do for the supernatural life and for what God has called me to do. Um, God hasn't called you to do the supernatural life, sir. You are a scammer and a manipulator just like TB Joshua. And your ministry is not trafficking in true signs and wonders, but the false signs and wonders that scripture warns us about. Some people will say guilty by association and all these type things, which isn't necessarily true because you got... <laughs> you're not guilty by association. You're guilty by accolation. You know, you accolade, you lionize the man. You've, you've, you honor his legacy. You do the same thing as he does. It's not guilt by association. It's guilt by participation, sir. I still read about King David and King Saul and, and, and Saul went crazy. David was associated with him. Okay. And, and where did David ever lionize Saul? Never did that. You know the story, and there's other things in the Bible. But anyway, my affiliation with Prophet TB Joshua on a personal level, I don't have one. He's not a prophet. Okay, I don't, I don't have a personal uh, affiliation with him. So what these people are saying in this documentary, like, I honestly, I don't know. And here's why I say that. BBC, guys, is a secular news source. Good grief. What kind of argument is this? So, oh, oh you know... The BBC's lying here. They have it out for guys like Daniel Adams because he, he can operate in true signs and wonders, and the BBC hates it because they're a secular operation. Uh-huh. And you basically, you're going to slander the BBC at this point and falsely accuse them of somehow slanting this story and this documentary about TB Joshua because they have a secular agenda? Uh-huh. And if you know anything, they support things like, you know what, marriage uh, and all this. <laughs> this has nothing to do with that. This One of the girls that are actually in the documentary is mm -hmm. a professing person of that community, okay? Right. After the fact, but everything that she says regarding the, the even the sexual... Um, abuse by TB Joshua of that woman 
has nothing to do with her 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 avowed or, or proclaimed sexual orientation. Has nothing to do with that. That's completely off topic. So that was also like I'm like okay, we're talking about a man of God that's doing. Um, TB Joshua was never a man of God. Perverted things, but you're over here doing it too. Remember, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming with. A- <laughs> You're accusing him of perverted things, but you're doing perverted things too. They're both perversions, dude. The the point is, is that one perversion doesn't cancel the other perversion. They're both perversions. And Christianity has the ability to look at both of them and go, yep, they're both wrong. TB Joshua was wrong. And what this lady is doing is wrong. That doesn't change the fact that what TB Joshua did was perverted and wrong. And he's claiming that this is a balanced approach. This is spin control because he knows full well that with TB Joshua's dirty laundry being aired for all the world to see and the receipts being able to be produced showing that that's his laundry, that this then impacts a guy who has lionized TB Joshua and has made a career of emulating the same things that he was doing. So the supernatural life, Daniel Adams is as much a scammer as as TB Joshua, who is his spiritual father. Same with Vlad Savchuk, who in, in this video makes it clear that his whole ministry is modeled off of the manipulations of TB Joshua. And what do you think the implications are then regarding the demon slayers and the movie come out in Jesus name and the so-called domino revival and all that kind of stuff? The spirit behind that is not the Holy Spirit. It's a false spirit. And it's the same spirit that animated uh, TV Joshua. And it's not, it's not a Holy Spirit. It's an unholy spirit sent by the devil to deceive people. And so I would note, like I said, this series, uh, this these three episodes, these documentaries put out by BBC News Africa, uh, we'll put a link to the first episode down below in the description. You need to watch it, and you'll see for yourself that uh, this is exactly why we have today the uh, the so-called deliverance demon slayers and stuff like that, because the top demon slayer folks. They're all the spiritual children of a man who is never a Christian and who has gone to his eternal reward. And let's just say things are a little warm for him right now. I hope you get the point. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, all the information on how you can share the video is down below. Share it wide and let people know that that TB Joshua's disciples are alive and well, even though TB Joshua is not, so that people can be warned off from his disciples disciples so that they wouldn't be manipulated and deceived like other people were under TB Joshua's ministry. So like I said, if you found this helpful, all the information on how you can share the video is down below. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen.